On your Tuesday episode of Locked on Raptors, it's another off day for Toronto as we wait out the in-season tournament, and so it's time for a classic Locked on Raptors parlor game. It's Would You Rather Toronto Raptors edition coming up on today's show with Vivek Jacob. Let's get to it. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked on Raptors, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, December the 5th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website that don't work so good, at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors, and of course, you can find the show and our little community of listeners over on Discord for free. The link to join our Discord server is in the description of the podcast. Please come and join us. There's 250 little sickos just like you hanging out, talking ball, talking video games. I'm talking about Dave the Diver, an extremely good video game in there right now, among other things. Come hang out. We'd love to see you in there and be part of our little Locked On Raptors family of freaks over on the discord a reminder as well you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcasts on the audio app of your choosing we are also on youtube each and every day you can subscribe and then hit the little notification bell and you will be notified every single time the show is going live which for our everydayers out there is a perfect way to make sure you're never missing a thing and if you're not an everydayer yet why aren't you get on it would you okay today's show is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account use the code locked on nba $20 off your first purchase and we begin by welcoming in our wonderful guest here to play a round of Toronto Raptors would you rather it is Vivek Jacob Big V how the hell are you pal I'm doing great it's plenty of uh, off time for the Raptors mm-hmm. and plenty of in-season tournament that I'm getting into oh uh, my god I didn't <laughs> catch the second game last night but holy hell Tyrese Halliburton man oh, oh man my god. that was amazing Ooh. to watch amazing uh so yeah just uh enjoying the good basketball enjoying the time off and uh yeah can't wait to get into this edition of would you rather i'm enjoying the fruits of being extremely right from jump street about the in-season tournament being a good thing uh and i'm looking forward to being proven even more right as they refine the tournament and iron out the kinks in years to come it's incredible it's awesome imagine a december 4th basketball game engendering that kind of response from the indiana faithful it rocks we love the tournament i'm sad the raptors did not advance further in it all right we're not going to talk about the tournament anymore we're going to talk about would you rather scenarios uh look is this sort of a riff on our game what's more likely a little bit we get two extreme things talk about what the most thing we would rather is that wasn't a sentence but whatever uh the concept is pretty simple if you've ever been to a sleepover you've probably played this game uh we're gonna go through three different scenarios a raptors starting lineup one a sort of franchise outlook would you rather and one that i'm gonna say for the end that is very special and near and dear to my heart before spoiling that we'll just get into it in the final segment of the show but big v are you ready to play would you rather I am. I absolutely am. 
All right. Number one, would you rather, in the event of a Toronto Raptors starting lineup change, bench Dennis Schroeder or bench Yaka Pertle? We can talk about who we would put in place of those guys, but the sort of base idea here is would you rather them kind of go small, bench Yaka Pertle, have Scotty Barnes kind of be the nominal center, a position that he's had plenty of success in so far this season, keep the ball handling on the floor with Dennis Schroeder, throw in perhaps a shooter like a Gary Trent Jr. or whoever your flavor might be. Chris Boucher is shooting 42% from three this season. Maybe he's your shooter of choice. Or would you rather go with the big ball where you bench Dennis Schroeder, have him kind of cook with the bench and give the keys to Scotty Barnes to more or less be the nominal point guard in that lineup, put Gary Trent Jr. or a shooter of your choice alongside him with OG, Pascal, and Jakob Pertl. Which of these two would you rather, Dennis Schroeder to the bench or Jakob Pertl to the bench in the event they change the starting lineup? I am sending Jakob Pertl to the bench. I okay, think. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, when we've seen those uh, smaller lineups, when we've seen Scotty at the five, that it's been pretty exciting. I think mm-hmm. obviously the exception is when you know we kind of see it with Malachi and uh, Boucher and Precious. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that uh, the minutes with Gary Trent Jr. in there, for Yaka been good. Obviously, we know generally Trent Jr. has been better as a starter. Um, mm-hmm. And it would be amazing if uh, Otto Porter Jr. was healthy enough to start. I think mm-hmm. uh, that fit has proven to be very good uh, mm-hmm. when he's been available, when he's been able to play. And so, yeah, I would lean towards that, putting the money aside and sort of the obligation you almost feel because you've just resigned him to this extension uh Jakob Pertl, obviously uh and so yeah I just think uh it's a better basketball team uh when they're smaller interesting I am going to disagree with you the exact thing that you want on an episode like this you don't want us agreeing like a couple of chumps no <laughs> I- I'm coming in here And I'm going to go the other way. I think moving Dennis Schroeder to the bench in place of Gary Trent Jr. does a few things. Number one, it gives the bench a dad, someone who can actually just kind of step in and run the show beautifully and, you know, get a chance to cook, right? I think Dennis Schroeder, we've seen in the starting lineup, the starters are not good on offense. It's a really tough scene. And I think a big part of that is basically all of Fred Van Vliet's possessions from last year have been funneled to Dennis Schroeder. And he's doing the same thing, a lot of over-dribbling, a lot of trying to probe and things like that, but he doesn't have pull-up shooting as a weapon to unlock a lot of stuff on the backside of these possessions. And so you see a lot of pretty gummy, nasty-looking possessions out there. The Raptors starting five right now, just a plus 0.3 net rating. They've been straddling the even mark for the last you know couple of weeks now after a really strong start to the season. And their offensive rating in these minutes, 464 possessions together, 108.2 offensive rating. It stinks. Like, not good at all. And I think if you incorporate some more shooting into the starting five, you have Jakob Pertl as this hub where you can run stuff from the elbows, all these cutting actions where he's hitting guys for lobs or he's hitting you know Pascal or Scotty when they cut and get a deep seal. That's been a pretty go-to play for them. I think you have that sort of in your repertoire. You also have Scotty Barnes running a lot of pick and roll, which is a thing I think the Raptors need to see more of here over the next few months ahead of the trade deadline. This is still information gathering. It's still figuring out who fits where and with whom. 
And I do think the Raptors owe it to themselves. You know, I think they owe it to themselves to play Scotty both as a center and as a point guard. I think they're going to close a lot of games with Scotty at center. And so I'd rather see these games start with Scotty kind of leading the show. He's been a pretty decent pick and roll creator so far for the Raptors this year. He's scoring 0.91 points per possession as a pick and roll ball handler per NBA.com, which is in the 60th percentile on a very small sample, just 2.8 possessions per game. I'd like to get a bigger sample of that to see if on ball point guard creator Scotty Barnes is a thing. Cause if he is, and you couple that with the stuff he can do as a center, a thing I talked about on Friday's show, the sort of Venn diagram between Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes's responsibilities, the middle part gets a lot smaller if Scotty can operate in these two different areas of the floor where Pascal does not tend to operate. Uh, and so I think we've got to get a look at Scotty as the lead man, even if I don't think he's a natural point guard, I think him with shooting around him and you hope Pascal Siakam can bust out of this slump at some point to help with that. Uh, I think that is probably the best move here while also bolstering the bench because you give them an actual sort of orchestrator in Dennis Schroeder. Have I convinced you of my position at all, Big V? And I guess beyond that, if I haven't, that's fine. Do you think the Raptors need a starting lineup change? Uh, I, I will say I do think the Raptors need a starting lineup change because I, I think we've seen enough of these poor starts out the gate. Uh, and I think that's probably been one of the biggest concerns that have emerged from the first 20 games. And mm-hmm. so I, I would like to see a change there. But uh, yeah, uh, from my side, you know, I like the speed that Dennis Schroeder brings to the table. Sure. Uh, I don't like the spacing issues that are created by having... Um, I mean, to a lesser extent, Scotty now because of the way he's shooting the ball, but still mm-hmm. Pascal is now under 20% from three on the season. Yeah, obviously doesn't shoot the ball. Um, and so I think those are the bigger issues. And, you know, mm-hmm. even Darko at practice uh, was asked about um, Pascal's shot spectrum. Mm-hmm. And Darko was kind of like, well, he can't not take threes anymore. Sure. And he absolutely can't not take threes on this roster. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bigger issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> if he was playing on the Warriors or something, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe Pascal would just forget about the three, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he can't, he just can't do that on this team. And especially in that starting five. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I think that's where if you're able to get more shooting in, in the five, uh, I think that would help. Um Obviously, you lose some of that pick and roll chemistry between Schroeder uh, and Yak, um, but I do think that uh, there is uh, something to be gained uh, or more to be gained uh, from having more shooting in there uh, and then having Yak come off the bench. And for what it's worth, the statistical argument is in your favor right now. Uh, Schroeder in the big three, no Yak a Pirtle this season, plus 12 net rating in 101 possessions, so not a huge sample, 131 offensive rating. That's uh, not nothing. It's a plus 14.7 net rating with Gary Trent Jr. as the fifth and a plus 29.4 with Otto Porter Jr. as the fifth, under 50 possessions. So again, tiny, tiny samples here, but uh, the small sample theater does point towards you. Yak in the big three, no Dennis, uh, minus 22.9 in 20 possessions. However, in 10 minutes, or sorry, 10 possessions for the lineup with Gary Trent Jr. in there instead of uh, Dennis Schroeder. A plus 41.8 net rating, which I think translates to a plus three raw total in like three minutes of actual basketball. <laughs> but we're going to roll with the plus 41.8 net rating because it's sexy. Uh, 
you mentioned the Warriors. The Warriors are on tap in our next segment as we dig into the futures of the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors, two teams currently occupying the same record at 9 and 11 through 20 games. We'll get into that in just one second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our dear friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land right now. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. That's incredible. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And right now, if you're a Toronto sports fan, if you're like me, the only thing you can really think about is Shohei Otani. Do you want to throw some money down on the Blue Jays actually signing Shohei Otani? You can do that at FanDuel. You can also throw money on the Dodgers or the Cubs or some other team that is not the Blue Jays signing him. So when the Blue Jays don't sign him, you get a little money out of it. So you feel a little bit happy. It saves your day just a tiny little bit. If you want to go and put some money down on where Shohei Otani's going or any other less important sports thing, FanDuel is the place to do that. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, we continue on here with your first listen of the day. Vivek Jacob is here as we play Would You Rather Toronto Raptors edition. Uh, just a heads up, of course, Locked on Sports 24-7 is your place to go, right? After this episode of the pod, go check it out. It is a 24-7 stream of all the national Locked on podcasts and the local shows covering the biggest stories around the world of sports. Perhaps Shohei Otani will come up if you tune in to Locked on Sports 24-7 as of today so go check it out uh subscribe all that good stuff and when you finish this episode you'll be directed right there so you don't even have to click away just stick around to the end and then you can go and subscribe to locked on sports 24 7 okay big v would you rather number two on today's episode there are two 9 and 11 basketball teams in the nba through 20 games they are two teams who recently played in an nba finals against one another two teams that have recently won championships in the last five years my question to you is would you rather be the Toronto Raptors or the Golden State Warriors for the next three to five seasons? Let's like have it be a little ambiguous there. Um, of course, we'll do the tail of the tape. The Toronto Raptors have Scotty Barnes. That's great. He's awesome. They have Grady Dick. He's exciting. Hopefully he's pretty good. Hopefully he's got a shot back after looking good in the G League. You've got, of course, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam's futures very much in limbo, but the possibility of retaining one or both. Uh, and after they convey their pick this year, most likely they will have all of their picks back in the coffers as well. And uh, if you go down to Golden State, a bit more muddled. Of course, they have Steph Curry, who's the best player on either of these teams by a mile. He's still incredible. He's also 35 years old and only under contract for two more seasons beyond this one. You have Draymond Green making a lot of money and choking out a lot of people and seemingly kind of entering his toxicity era as an NBA player. You've got Klay Thompson, frustrated, not looking so good. you got to pay him this summer or he's going to walk. Uh, we'll see how they meander around that. you got Andrew Wiggins, who has looked awful this season. You probably have a better sort of stable of young players in Golden State between Brandon Pajemski and Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Who would you rather be right now, Big V? I'm really proud of this question, actually. Who you got? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I will still go with the Golden State Warriors. I okay. think Steph Curry is a pretty good place to start. Uh, he and... is rather good. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Raptors should trade for him, personally. <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, obviously with the way he plays the game, the way, the way he's able to shoot the ball, uh, you'd like to think there's uh, quite a few years left in the tank for him. Um, and so I think that is a big factor. But I think the biggest factor of all, even though, you know, I think you're right to point out there is some murkiness between, uh, you know, what's left of Clay Thompson. Is Draymond Green going a bit too far down the dark side? Um, I still lean towards the Warriors, mainly because I feel like when push comes to shove, Warriors ownership seems more likely to spend uh, and, you know, put their chips on the table, uh, Mm -hmm. so to speak, to get this team where it needs to be. And that's probably the biggest difference that I see between these two organizations right now. Um, And, you know, some of the indecision uh, that has played out with the Raptors over over the years, like you look at Masai and Bobby and you ask what's going on, but then it's also you on on some level, you have to wonder how much they're being held back and Mm -hmm. by ownership. Right. And so uh, I, I, I think that's the biggest factor for me in going with the Warriors. Ah, the specter of Ed Rogers. We love it, don't we? <laughs> uh, I actually think yeah. the ownership thing is, frankly, outside of you know the existence of Steph Curry, because obviously he's the best player here. I do think the ownership is like basically the only thing that maybe tips me towards the Warriors here, because I think this Warriors team could get pretty grim in the years to come. If you know, especially as the second apron comes in, you've got Draymond Green making you know however much money, twenty two, twenty five million bucks for the next little while here. Um, you know, you've probably got to keep Andrew Wiggins around just because replacing Andrew Wiggins and that player type is hard, even though Andrew Wiggins is very much Andrew Wiggins. Um, the clay thing feels very awkward and, and sort of weird. And look, Steph Curry, as incredible as he is, is 35 years old. Like time comes for everybody at some point. Maybe it won't come for Steph until he's 40 and he's going to be running around like a maniac off the ball and bombing threes from 40 feet away until That's he's going to be my favorite Steph. Oh man. Wait. Yeah. Old, <laughs> old withered Steph barely moving, but still just cannon triples. Um, yeah. yeah. Be pretty cool. But yeah, the ownership thing. Yeah. Joe Lake very seemingly does not care. Even with like the second apron coming in, I feel like he will not care about that. Um, it will make it more difficult to build a team, but I think Joe Lake will kind of use every resource at his, um, at his disposal. Whereas, you know, if the Toronto Blue Jays go and sign Shohei Otani for $600 million for the next 12 years, perhaps Rogers' eggs will be more so in the Toronto Blue Jays' basket and less so in the let's put money into the MLSC operation thing. What a devil's conundrum. Do you want Shohei or do you want the Raptors to have any money to deal with? It's difficult. Uh, you know, It doesn't have to be a binary thing. Every, everyone's going to make so much money if Shohei comes to Toronto that uh, it won't matter. But uh, yeah, I, I think the ownership thing is the one here. Team-wise, I kind of think the Raptors are in the better position to build towards something within the next few years. It does feel like the Warriors may be on sort of the decline, whereas the Raptors, with Scotty Barnes being as good as he is, are are inarguably more on the ascendant side of things, even if they have a lot of stuff to figure out in the meantime. Scotty Barnes is better by a significant margin than any of Jonathan Kaminga Moses Moody or Brandon Pajemski. Um, of course, this gets even more interesting if the Raptors trade Pascal Siakam to the Warriors for some of those young guys. Whoa, intrigue. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably Warriors just like by a slight edge because ownership seems to have way too much bearing on all of this stuff. Um, well, yeah. just quickly, 
you know, we touched on the, the potential murkiness for the Warriors, but mm-hmm. I, I think in terms of the Raptors' worst-case scenario, if you go into the summer and you lose OG and you lose Pascal and Scotty's the only one, you know, oh, standing standing there like... Defcon 1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll be standing there like, you know, the, the series finale of Fresh Prince. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that scenario has to also be entertained. And if that is the case, then it's the Warriors by a long shot, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh boy, they can't possibly let themselves go to the summer with both guys as pending UFAs, right? We were talking about this a bit in the Discord yesterday. Like, there's no way that they actually let that happen, right? That would feel like like someone in the Olympics trying the most audacious 30-meter platform, 10-meter? Yeah, 10-meter platform dive and doing a belly flop because you can't get the flips around and then trying it again in the next Olympics, like... I don't know. It it would be pretty baffling decision making if they were just like, yeah, let's try it again, right? Yeah, they can't do this, right? I was I was I was picturing, uh, you know, Masai Ujiri going one on one with Simone Biles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck pulling that off. Um, Masai doing the floor program. Yeah, we got to see this now. If they yeah. do this, then he has to do that as some sort of public humiliation as a payback for his uh, insane decision making. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think they've backed themselves. I mean, we've said this even going into this past summer that they've backed themselves into a corner. They are now further into that corner. Um, and yeah, they're going to have to pull off a miracle routine to get back on track. Absolutely. Uh, We will come back and talk about a man who pulled off many miracles in his time in the NBA. I will say no more. We'll come back in just a sec with our final Would You Rather of the episode. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our good friends over at Game Time, the single best place to go and buy tickets for sporting events for your loved ones. And it takes all of the guesswork out. You get killer last minute deals. You get all in prices. You get views from your seat and you get the best price guarantee that comes with game time. All the guesswork is gone. You can just focus on buying the tickets for the event that you want to go to. Of course, game time is awesome for last minute ticket deals, day of the event type of stuff, but you could also buy tickets well in advance. I've done that before. I went to Seattle, went to a Mariners game in the summer and I bought tickets well in advance. And speaking of baseball, the Toronto Blue Jays going to sign Shohei Otani. You're going to want to be at home opener day in Toronto at the Dome come April for the first Shohei Otani game, thus the first four Shohei Otani home runs as a Toronto Blue Jay. You can buy the tickets for opening night right now. So if and when it happens, you can be like, wow, I'm a genius. I got tickets for this game that is going to be the hottest ticket in North America on that night. Go find your tickets on Game Time right now with zone deals as well. You can pick the section and Game Time will pick you the seats. It's that easy. You get an average of 18% savings when you do that as well. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked on NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we've reached the final segment of the show, and it's a special one, Big V, as we round out today's episode. Some news happened over the weekend that is inspiring this Would You Rather. I'm going to do the thing that people do on Twitter sometimes where they lay out player one versus player two, and we're going to determine which career 
would you rather have? Are you ready for this, Big B? Yes, I am. All right. Let's dive in, shall we? Player number one. 680 career games played. Averages of 24 points, 8 boards, 2 assists, a steal, 2 blocks over the lifetime of this career. Won a single title that most people would call fake. Four-time blocks leader, that's cool, I guess. Hotly debated member of the NBA 75 team. Like, oh, should this guy really be on this team? Really? Is it too early with this one? Routinely subject to lambasting by the Kendrick Perkinses of the world. Regularly injured to the point that you get ridiculed for it. One of this guy's names on basketball reference nicknames is actually street clothes. This is to the point to which this person gets ridiculed. Talented enough to make four All-NBA teams, yet not so talented as to be able to get ever your due recognition as a great player within the hot take industrial complex under which we live. That's player one. Player two, 730 career games played, 11 points, three rebounds, one assist for his career averages, $92 million in career earnings. Not so bad. Member of a beloved good team, a conference finals appearance, a fun trivia footnote at the end of your career as to who you played with. We'll get into that. One dunk contest win and one contested should have been dunk contest win. A single wildly memorable 51-point game. You know where I'm going here. A half dozen dunk highlights that will live on in the history of the NBA forever in clip shows. A playoff career highlight that features owning Paul Pierce and a career that comfortably ends at the age of 32 on your own terms with your health intact. That is player two, who I will say... I would rather that career than player one. Shout out to Terrence Ross, who retired over the weekend. Player number one, Anthony Davis, the number one pick in the draft that Terrence Ross was taken in in 2012. Big V, would you rather that Anthony Davis career where, yeah, you have the heights, but also you're constantly being critiqued? Or would you rather be the work-life balance god that was Terrence Ross, always talented enough to do whatever he wanted on the floor, but did merely enough to hang around a good long while while having himself a nice and tidy career. Anthony Davis or Terrence Ross, who would you rather be? Yeah, give me the ceiling guy. <laughs> Ooh, get off the podcast. We don't like him. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, give me the title. Give me... The um, title, the fake title that everyone agrees is fake? Really? Look, man. <laughs> Am I being a bit of a troll? <laughs> but I also don't think I ever heard uh, Kendrick Perkins question the intestinal fortitude of Terrence Ross on a broadcast. No. I mean, it seemed like Ross didn't even want to remotely bring it into question. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Why would you subject yourself to that public humiliation and torture of just like these fools talking about you without knowing anything about what they're talking yeah. about mm. yeah i mean i get i get the ad hate um obviously you know the number of times he's kind of gone down and is back in the game and street clothes literally on his basketball reference page um, it's not going yeah. anywhere yeah <laughs> i think that part is unfortunate but also at the same time um I think he's always like once he's come to LA, he's just been a very easy target. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the reality of the situation is uh, LeBron at this age just needs more than <laughs> another guy. He needs mm -hmm. uh, like realistically, they need someone 
who can be the best scorer on that team. Um, and they probably would have loved a Dame or, or you know, I don't want to say Beal because the guy hasn't played a game yet this season or he's played one Beal game. and Dame, another two guys from the 2012 draft whose career I would much uh, take Terrence Ross's over, but that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> wow. Oh, Definitely man. Beal. What are we talking about? You get to play for the Wizards for as long as you did? Of course I'm taking Terrence Ross's career over there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Terrence Ross versus ba- Bradley Beal. That might be more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, with, between AD and Ross, give me AD. You're wrong, but it's fine. Uh, let's take a couple mm-hmm. minutes here to appreciate one Terrence Ross, who, of course, officially retired over the weekend. Uh, he had been kind of saying this on his Instagram for a while now that he was pretty much done anyway, so it didn't come as a huge surprise. But uh, I mean... Loved me some Terrence Ross. Listener to this podcast, no. It, it's been a, a lifelong exception, obsession or a since 2012 obsession for me. Um, it has been Terrence Ross. It, yes, it sure has. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, just uh, a pretty awesome career for a dude uh, who, hey, you want to talk about guys who could be the second best scorer on the Lakers right now? Call him up. Let's go. But no, he wouldn't do that because he's accepted that there's more to life than playing basketball for money. He's a family man now. He's a comic book collector. He's a Twitch streamer. He's an everyman. He's what Andrea Bargnani thought he was on his Instagram profile after he retired with all the different job titles he had. Um, But yeah, do you have any thoughts, parting shots, parting words about the career of one Terrence Ross, which comes to an end uh, over the past weekend here, having uh, wrapped it up, of course, playing that really fun 21 games next to Kevin freaking Durant on the Phoenix Suns, which is a really weird and fun way to end a career. Yeah, I, I went back and watched, you know, some of the cooler moments. Obviously, the steal in, in Game 7. Um, I didn't watch the play after that. but <laughs> No, you don't do that. You just watch the the throwing it off, Paul Pierce, and yeah. then you quit. And it's like, wow, they won that series? Incredible. <laughs> uh, and then, obviously, watched back the 50-point uh, the game. Um, 51, thank you. 51. <laughs> You know what I meant. Uh, I uh, I actually went back and watched. This is probably one of my favorite clips. Uh, the dunk on the road in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was such a crazy moment. I remember watching it with my friends uh, at a friend's place, and we all just like exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like to end the half. Um, and so we spent like literally the entire halftime just talking about it. Um, so yeah, that was a cool play. Um, yeah, just uh, a lot of cool moments. Um, and as you say, a very cool career. The fact that he was also traded for Serge Ibaka, who then became like my version of Terrence Ross, like yes. just absolutely loved him through Dude. and through as well. Really cool arc, man. Love me some Terrence Ross. Love that, that he had optimal outcome. Yep. Love that he had the stretch where he was really good off the bench during that season before he got traded. It was part of some Kyle and bench mob looks, which is always, uh, I think, a distinguished note in someone's career. Um, you know, Tyler Hansbro's whole CV is made off of it, basically. Uh, you know, there's just like a. 
it, it was a, like as far as like fun, interesting careers go, Terrence Ross very much up there. He will be a guy who is remembered for a very long time, I think, pretty fondly. Um, you know, even back to the what about the Rosen video the night he got drafted, which is, of course, a, a famous clip in Toronto Raptors Internet history. He is a, a big, big part of what the Toronto Raptors have been. And, you know, it's also cool that he's also like a legend in Orlando now. He lives down there now. He's like beloved by Orlando Magic people. Um, you know, he gets the standing ovations. Like, it, I, I'm a little bummed out. It feels like he might go into his career and sort of be more remembered as a Magic player just because he played there most recently, had his best seasons there. Um, not his best games, obviously, but it, it's, a, it's a little bit of a bummer that, uh, you know, for me at least, that he might go down as like a, a Magic legend more than a Raptors legend. But for me, forever, a Toronto Raptors legend part of the most fun era of toronto raptors basketball to me for uh you know obviously they go and win at bigger heights after he gets traded but um you know 2015 16 2013 14 two of the best seasons there are and he was a big part of both of those shout out terrence ross enjoy your retirement sir uh and i you still should have won that second dunk contest the stupid team format was really dumb Really bad. Hated it. Uh, go and revise that and give him his proper crown, Adam Silver. Uh, Big V, that's going to do it for today's show. I, I feel like that was a true banger. Do you have anything you want to promote for the good people there before you round it out? Uh, I will be doing NBA stuff for Sportsnet. Uh, I will be doing some Raptors stuff for Raptors.com. And besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at VivekMJacob. Hell yeah, man. Uh, also, I wanted to take a second. I, I didn't mention this on Monday's show. Uh, the loss of Yahoo Sports Canada, which you were a big part of, is really, really crappy. Um, lots of incredible people over there. Obviously, Amit and Naman and the entire hockey crew. Asad was doing great work. Oren, our guest yesterday, did some stuff for Yahoo Sports. You as well. Of course, the place that Will Lou kind of passed through after Raptors Public before the, 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 the Sportsnet. Uh, move for him uh been a really really important hub of canadian talent and it's a giant bummer that some ceo down in the states probably with the brush of a pen said let's get rid of that thing that's awesome without having any clue uh support those people go find their work find amit find them on find Assad, find the entire hockey crew over there and uh, give them the support you can because the yahoo sports canada people we're amazing, and I just wanted to say that to round out the show. Um, sucks for all of you, thinking about all you folks, and uh, here we go. We'll be back tomorrow. Katie Heindel will be along. That'll be fun. I uh, have yet to decide what we'll talk about yet. Maybe we'll talk a little about Fred Van Vliet, who was on the Woj pod. I might have to listen to the Woj pod. Uh, love you, Woj. Stick to tweets. Uh, but I will listen in and uh, offer some thoughts perhaps on that if we want to. Or maybe something more interesting will come along between now and then. We're not going to set it in stone just yet. But the Raptors, will, of course, return to action against the Heat tomorrow as well. So we can talk about that. We'll recap that game Thursday with Jamar. Loaded week on tap. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Support, subscribe, follow, rate, review, etc., etc. And we will talk to you again very soon with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Bye-bye.